This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Theory from Sociology, Your Compass for a New World, second edition by Robert J. Brim, University of Toronto, and John Lee, University of California at Berkeley. In the early 1950s, New Haven, Connecticut was a city of about 150,000 people. It had seen better times as in many other American cities, post-World War II prosperity and new roads had allowed much of the white middle class to resettle in the suburbs. This eroded the city's tax base. It also left much of the downtown to poor and minority group residents. Some parts of New Haven became slums. Beginning in 1954, Mayor Richard Lee decided to do something about the city's decline. He planned to attract new investment eliminate downtown slums, and stem the outflow of the white middle class. Urban renewal was a potentially divisive issue. However, according to research conducted at the time, key decisions were made in a highly democratic manner. The city government listened closely to all major groups. It adopted policies that reflected the diverse wishes and interests of city residents. The social scientists who studied New Haven politics in the 1950s are known as pluralists. Polsby, 1959, Dahl, 1961. They argued that the city was highly democratic because power was widely dispersed. They showed that few of the prestigious families in New Haven's social register were economic leaders in the community. Moreover, neither economic leaders nor the social elite, monopolized political decision-making. Different groups of people decided various political issues. Some of these people had low status in the community. Moreover, power was more widely distributed than in earlier decades. The pluralists concluded that no single group exercised disproportionate power in New Haven. The pluralists believed... Politics worked much the same way in the United States as a whole. The United States, they said, is a heterogeneous society with many competing interests and centers of power. None of these power centers can consistently dominate. The owners of United States Steel, for instance, may want tariffs on steel imports to protect the company's U.S. market. Meanwhile, the owners of General Motors may oppose tariffs on steel because they want to keep their company's production costs down. The idea that, quote, 
industry, end quote, speaks with one voice is thus a myth. Competing interests exist even within one group. For instance, the automobile company with the lead in developing electric cars may favor clean air legislation now. An auto company lagging in its research effort may favor a go-slow approach to such laws. Because there is so much heterogeneity between and within groups, no single group can control political life. Sometimes one category of voters or one set of interest groups wins a political battle, sometimes another. However, politics involves negotiation and compromise between competing groups because no one group of people is always able to control the political agenda or the outcome of political conflicts. Democracy is guaranteed. That was Pluralist Theory from Sociology, Your Compass for a New World, the second edition by Robert J. Brim of the University of Toronto and John Lai, or Lee, the University of California at Berkeley. Good morning, Aurora. Yes, it is 8.05 a.m. That is the time. It's May 22nd, 2020, Friday morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Aurora, coming to you once again live every Monday, or excuse me, every Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m., reporting to you live from downtown Aurora. We hope that you're all doing good on this wonderful, wonderful, beautiful Friday morning. It's beautiful uh, because it's a Friday morning and we're all alive. It's kind of a gloomy and foggy day outside, though. I have to I have to say, I mean, it's not terrible at all. Not in the least bit is it bad, but you know, it's it's a, it's a great day out there. It, it really is. Um, who we are? We are Good Morning Aurora. We are Aurora's number one, first and only, the originators, the creators, podcast, daily and local news, headlines, and updates for you, coming to you live every single day from downtown Aurora, broadcasting outwards to all of Aurora and the entire world, indeed, the universe. Uh, The weather right now is a cool 60 degrees. It's slightly foggy, and it appears that the high today will be 71, like two-something. I'm not a meteorologist, but I can read. (laughs) <laughs> so going into the weekend, uh, Friday is going to be like 71. Saturday is going to be 77 with some rain. And Sunday looks to be partly cloudy, but yet 86 degrees. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so going into this weekend, we got some pretty cool things for you guys and good things to talk about for, uh, excuse me, with you today. Uh, we've got some quick updates and shout outs for you guys before we dig into our agenda for the morning uh, at 8.30 p.m. or excuse me, 8.30 a.m., we will be with our wonderful co-host, our comrade and yours, Big Sal. Uh, we will be talking about our discussion that we had on Monday. On Mondays, we do a thing where we ask ourselves, what will we do this week that our Friday selves will be proud of? So we'll be checking it in today to see what we did, what we installed, or what we started doing that our Friday, that our Friday selves are now proud of. Boss Babes Virtual Derby Auction Party. That is today from 6.30 to 9 o'clock p.m. This virtual auction 
will benefit United Way of Fox Valley, Coronavirus Relief Fund, and Mutual Ground, Boss Babe's virtual derby auction party. Uh, check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You can get that information from, I believe, the Aurora Downtown website, Facebook page, and Instagram. Big reminder, AMVETS, post 103 at 1194 Jericho Road. That's the squad. That's the fam. Big time shout out for them. That's the post. Uh, located uh, like a, a business away from the Aurora Food Pantry. Same street, just down a little bit. Um, they are having the uh, rib night, and that is Saturday the 30th. And uh, the proceeds will be benefiting local area veterans. Half rack of ribs, baked beans, and coleslaw, only $15. Super yum. Shout out to Paulie and the whole staff over there at AmVets. That's the squad. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and check that out. That's the 30th, but I'm telling you now, that way you will have no excuse whatsoever why you are not there eating. All right, jumping into the news for Aurora on this Friday, the 22nd. Uh, As we know, this is Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day is Monday, which is going to be the 25th. Um, The City of Aurora Memorial Day Virtual Remembrance Ceremony. The theme is Remember and Honor. That will be Monday, the 25th at 10 a.m. And it will be live on the city's Aurora, excuse me, the City of Aurora's Facebook page. So make sure that you check that out. It's going to be at uh, 10 o'clock a.m. And I have to say that I'm Glad and proud of the city of Aurora, the uh, government and leadership for doing this and making sure that something is done for our vets, no matter what, in some way, shape, or fashion for Memorial Day, even though we are all dealing yet still with lockdown-ism. So yeah, that's definitely going to be something to uh, celebrate. Shout out to all of our veterans out there. The time is now 8.10 a.m. All right, DuPage County NAACP presents the Let's Celebrate Community Together Apart uh, Awards. Uh, The DuPage County NAACP Education Committee awards leadership and or scholarships to graduating seniors and students in grades 6 through 11 enrolled in good standing in DuPage, Kendall, Kane, and Will County Public Schools. Nominees must demonstrate leadership, scholarship, and commitment to the quality of life in school and community at the close of the 2019 to 2020 school year. They invite you to nominate no more than two graduating seniors. Senior nominees must provide proof of acceptance and an accredited two-year or four-year college university. If you are nominating students in the 6 to 11 grade group category, you may submit up to three nominations. Nominations are due no later than midnight tonight, May 22nd, 2020. 20. Uh, we will be posting the, uh, we will be sharing rather, uh, the criteria award form for that. We'll put that on our Facebook page, but you can go to the City of Aurora African American Advisory, excuse me, City of Aurora's African American Heritage Advisory Board. That information is on their wonderful and cool Facebook page uh, as well. So you could definitely find that. Holler at the seniors, get them out there. Each one, teach one. All right. Also, um, one night only, Unbreakable Bonds and Black Sisterhood. The Daughters of the Divine Nine unite for a groundbreaking conversation on the history of Unbreakable Bonds and Black Sisterhood. Watch the leaders 
of all four black sororities live on Girl Trek. Girl Trek. Once again, Girl Trek's Facebook page. And that is going to be this evening at 7 o'clock, uh, I believe, Eastern Time. Uh, the speakers will be Dr. Glenda Glover, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and Beverly Smith, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Valerie Hollingsworth Baker, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority, and Deborah Catching Smith from Sigma Gamma Rhino Sorority. All right. And that's going to be one night only uh, for the first time ever. And again, this information is also on the City of Aurora African American Heritage Advisory Board's page. We will be sharing that as well to make sure that that gets out there. Support women and support sisters. All right. Now, also, we uh, spoke about this yesterday, but we're going to reiterate this because this is something that needs to be spoken on and talked about. Oswego, shout out to the city of Oswego and Oswego Caravan to honor, excuse me, to honor military members who died for their country. There is going to be a caravan of Village of Oswego vehicles starting this weekend with a procession through downtown Oswego to honor military members who've died in the service to our country. The caravan will include fire trucks, police cars, plows, trucks, and more. We'll be flying the United States flag and flags representing the branches of the armed services. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Shout out to the city of Oswego. Good looking out. Excellent looking out. The time is now 8.14 a.m. All right. Uh, daily, as we do, as you guys know, we uh, detail the current status of COVID-19 in America at the very moment. So uh, on the CDC website, cdc.gov, uh, which we encourage everyone to go check out to get the information directly from the proverbial horse's mouth in this cage in, in this page, excuse me, in this case page. I only had like a half cup of coffee, so forgive my verbal slipping, y'all. Anyway, um, as of this moment, there are 1,551,095 total cases of COVID-19 in the United States, with 93,061 total deaths. Uh, total cases is up 22,860, 860 new cases, and 1,397 new deaths. That's compared to yesterday's data. This information on the website is broken down uh, by many different metrics of reporting cases and deaths by state, cases and death, excuse me, cases and deaths by county, new cases by day, cases by age, Cases by race and age, and also cases by ethnicity and age. And as we know, COVID-19 has been uh, disproportionately affecting African-American and Latino communities. So you can go to this website and find specifics on that data. So we've got, uh, so one of the things about this podcast that everyone knows about, and if you don't know about it, you're learning as you stay with us. Oh, and by the way, this is... The, this is our 10th episode, and this is the ending of season one today. Um, so, you know, just want to let you guys know that. And I, it's not really bragging. That's just information. 
This is the end of season one today. Season two starts Monday. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. Uh, our podcast serves two purposes. The first is social justice. We will be highlighting and speaking on those instances of social justice which take place in America that we feel deserve attention and being spoken about. The second is speaking up for the underserved. That means our veterans, our seniors, our undocumented communities, and our LGBT communities, uh, or LBGT. I apologize, I'm messing that up. But yeah, speaking out about that. And with that being said, I saw an article that I found interesting and wanted to update everybody about and talk about. The Georgia man who filmed the killing murder of Ahmaud Arbery has himself been charged with murder. Uh, the man who recorded the shocking video of 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery being shot to death has been charged with murder authorities have announced on Thursday, which was yesterday. William Bryan Jr. was arrested and charged with felony murder and criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment on Thursday in connection with the murder of Ahmad Arbery in February, slang, excuse me, in February's slang while he was jogging on a residential street in Brunswick, according to the Georgia Bureau of of investigation, also known as the GBI. Uh, he is currently being held in the Glen County Jail. They allege that on February 23rd, Gregory, Gregory McMichael and his son Travis confronted Arbery while he was on a run about two miles from his home. During the confrontation, Travis McMichael shot the 25-year-old Armory, according to authorities. Authorities. Uh, Brian captured part of the incident on video, which shows the father and son armed with a shotgun and a three fifty seven Magnum as they chase Arbery, who was unarmed, in a white truck. At the end of the video, a shot is fired while Arbery tries to run around the truck, then Arbery and another man appear to get into a struggle as two more shots are fired. Uh, according to the family, quote, we called for his arrest from the very beginning of this process. His involvement in the murder of Mr. Arbery was obvious to many around the country, and after the investigation, it is clear to the GBI, again, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, as well. Uh, it is a very uh, disturbing case, which has raised, quite honestly, I'm glad for the discussion that it's brought about. Uh, it's raised many a issue, discussion, and been a point of contention for a long time. Uh, he is the third man to be charged in this. Um, during the chase, the McMichaels said, this is their own uh, testimony, they said that they tried to cut off Mr. Arbery, who avoided them and turned to run in the opposite direction. Now, at one point, according to the initial police report, the McMichaels said that Mr. Bryan attempted to block Mr. Arbery, which was unsuccessful. Interesting. Brian's 36-second video taken inside a vehicle was released by Alan Tucker, a local criminal defense lawyer who had informally consulted with the McMichaels and wanted to dispel rumors about the incident that was fueling tensions in the Georgia suburb. But the incident incited national outrage, leading to the charges against three people more than two months after Arbery was shot. Prior to the graphic footage, the young man's case was bounced to three local prosecutors, two of whom are currently under investigation 
before it was ultimately referred to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Local officials had charged Arbery's death was justifiable homicide. Sad and tragic. The time is now 8.20 a.m. We're going to take a small break, and we will be right back. Again, at 8.30, we will be having our interview with our co-host and comrade, Big Sal, our brother from another mother. Stay tuned on Good Morning Aurora.
back, 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 back. Time is now 8.25 a.m. Tune into and listening to Good Morning Aurora, the number one, the beginning, the starting off point, uh, number one podcast news show for downtown Aurora and broadcasting out to the rest of our cool, awesome city. And indeed, state and indeed, state. You can check us out on Spotify, uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to us on your preferred platform. We are most likely there. We're trying to get to the Death Star satellite, even. Uh, the time is now 8:25 a.m., and we will be speaking to, as we mentioned, our brethren from another Metherin, Big Sal, the co-host and comrade. When we get to that portion um so check this out i'm i'm going to share something to you I, I i saw this story that i thought was very interesting it, it's the the title is what stood out to me and when we talk about things of you know when we when we when we talk about disdain and when we talk about uh you know a lack of empathy even. I think sometimes these are the things that bring it all to light. On the first day of the Illinois General Assembly's special pandemic session in a makeshift chamber in the Bank of Springfield Center, the first order of business was to vote that everyone must wear a mask, a rule that passed overwhelmingly with bipartisan support. But there was one holdout On Wednesday, State Rep. Darren Bailey, who sat smiling at his desk on the floor of the arena and refused to put one on. Quote, if you want to send me or anyone else outside the doors today, I understand. Go right ahead. But know this, if you do that, you're silencing millions of people, excuse me, you're silencing millions of voices of people who have had enough, end quote, Bailey said when asked to comply. His colleagues on both sides of the aisle didn't appear too worried. They kicked him out of the legislature by an 81 to 27 vote. Damn. Imagine. You pimp everything and everybody in the neighborhood. You thought I was going to meet you, JJ, because if you are, man, I'm not going to stand for that shit. That's crazy. I can't believe that he went without a mask. And that's just bad stuff. Dorman, please remove Rep. Bailey, said State Rep. Jay Hoffman, before a group of men in masks escorted the maskless Bailey from the arena, the state's temporary legislative home, to allow for more social distancing. Damn, they kicked him out. It makes you wonder, why would he go... With no mask in the first place. Was the statement really worth it? I would think that the statement would be better made by just not going at all. But hey, what do I know? That's why I'm just some guy talking to you in the morning on a podcast. A plane carrying more than 100 people has crashed in Pakistan. That is a very, very, very sad um, story. Our thoughts and prayers go out to... Pakistan at this very moment and there has been a big push on absentee voting which is bipartisan um it's very uh very 
interesting that absentee voting uh, and voting by mail has taken a uh, big precedence and uh, come to light uh, in this time of COVID-19. Safety is everything. Safety is everything. Uh, weeks before the president lashed out at Michigan leaders for considering a plan to send absentee ballot applications to all registered voters, West Virginia did exactly that. So did Nebraska, so did Iowa and Georgia and several other states. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Mailing absentee ballot request forms to all voters has been widely used in other states, helmed by both Republicans and Democrats alike in recent weeks. It's become a more pressing issue before state primaries, 17 of which were delayed from this spring because of the COVID-19 outbreak. The time is now 8.30 a.m., and you know what time it is. It is about that moment. It is about that time when we holler at our brethren, our brother from another mother, the comrade, he who is in the trenches with us, the man who is using his spade to dig a foxhole while I am heating up our MRE rations, the dude who is the onion to my ramen noodles. And if you aren't familiar with putting chopped up onions in your ramen noodles, you've been living a good life. Sam, are you there? I'm there, my What's brother. Up? It's great to talk to you. <laughs> What's happening? Too much, man. Just attacking the day. That's right. right. That's right. That's attacking right, my brother. How'd you um? How'd you sleep? Slept good, man. You know, got uh, got got my eight hours in and got my meditations done, and you know, it's today's the only day that'll be right, and there's not gonna be another not gonna be another Friday like this. So, right, it'd be the greatest we ever had. Facts, big facts, super facts. Um, so I was just uh, going through the all the stuff going on out there in the world, uh, you know, and some of the little news headlines and everything. What do, uh, does Bright Oaks have anything special going on this uh, weekend or any any uh, initiatives that you guys got besides your everyday stuff? You know, well, we're, you know, we have to, you know, safety is number one. Right. So we are... Um, you know, finding ways to stay engaged from, you know, a life enrichment standpoint, you know, we have a, a really wonderful activities coordinator. Um, and so we're, we've been over these last few months, you know, just finding ways to, you know, keep, keep the seniors engaged because there's something to be said. And I'm noticing this in my own life about, you know, physical contact, you know, eye contact, just, just that human interaction that does so much for health. Um, so we've, we did a parade um, a few weeks back where we had about 70 cars. Um, it's a, it was a, the Tribune picked it up where we had about 70 cars and the family, we, we took the residents, um, you know, safely out and they got to see their families and people were hooting and hollering and, uh, you know, had signs. So we've been doing that. And, and right now, um, it's really just checking every, you know, we're checking on the residents every little bit, checking on staff. And just praying harder than we've ever prayed before. Nice. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the little caravan you guys put together, man. That was a good thing. Families were having a yeah. good time with that. Yeah, it's you know we had some people who just you know just moved in, and it's you know there, there's a need. You know, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's is really a uh, you know I think the only people who could understand is is you know sometimes uh, you know parents or families that have uh, special needs or you know dealing with autism. You know, I, I worked in that field for a while, um, 
in, in the STARS program in the Oswego School District, which is a pretty amazing program. Um, but a lot of, it, it's interesting how the brain works to see, and this is just, you know, this isn't clinical, I'm no doctor, but, you know, it was my own social experiment of seeing how, you know, the autism programs work and how, ch- how children act that, and then also into the Alzheimer's and, and the um, dementia. And, and for me, I see a lot of similarities in the fact of, you know, a lot of the previous ways of dealing with that has so that we can resonate with them, you know, like, especially in autism and dementia, the things that people want who are like close to them is they want to be able to relate to them and they can't, you know, and it's just, that's the hard part. So, you know, something we do with this Montessori moments in time um, and, you know, is really geared towards where they are. Right. And in my role as well as a marketing director, and I'm talking to families now, I try to just meet them where they are and say, okay, where are you? I mean, I, I, I've said this before. I said this on the phone yesterday to a, 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 a family. Like, I didn't get that class in school that said take care, taking care of your parents when you get when they get older. You know, and, and that's not, you know, the, the expenses, you know, so it catches a lot of people off when the doctor says, well, sorry, you know, your mom or your dad or your aunt or someone can't live by themselves anymore. You know, the old stigma of one flew over the cuckoo's nest, you know, still leans pretty high in a lot of people's minds. So it's creating a space, creating, you know, that family environment. So, and, and right now that's, it's literally all hands on deck, you know, I'm in sales and marketing, but I'm helping in the kitchen, you know, our executive director is, you know, supposed to be doing her executive director's work and, you know, she's bringing food to people and stuff. So we're, we're trying all things and staying within the guidelines. And, and like I said, I mean, it's just, it's unprecedented times. What can you say? Everyone knows. Right. Yeah, we are. We're living in a, uh, a different time and everything. Uh, so I had a, I had a good call yesterday though, um, with, uh, some with some vets we do a uh we do a check-in so i had a was on a pl- uh, call yesterday with uh members of the american legion and a couple other members uh some guys on the navy league here and there and and it was a really good call man it was um i mean we just talked about the fact that we're all socially distancing and these guys are older than me, right? So these guys are like in their seventies. I mean, you know, these guys got me by like forty years. And right. but the thing is, is that these guys know that they are in the uh, age bracket to have potential complications with this COVID nineteen. So they're not taking their chances. But the thing is, is that these guys are not—they miss people, not things. You know, they're cool with it. Like they're they're not terribly put off by this. They just miss their families. But they acknowledge that we're in unprecedented times and we're all looking for ways to help other people. You know, so and and that's the thing that I applaud you for doing what you do down there, because you you and I have talked about this many a time. But like some of the people that I work with, they're not too far away from needing the services of a Bright Oaks. And a lot of them can understand that. And some of them kind of. You know, they still deny it, but yeah, how could you not? I mean, right. it's it's almost like they know, don't want to live there. They they want to stay. It's like they they you know the thought of having to leave home, even though they're not safe in their home anymore physically, is you know it's 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 tough, man. 
Yeah, it's that realization. But I mean, and and I think that like gives us gives some perspective as we age. Is is you know, I mean, it, it doesn't go backwards for anybody. You know, what I mean, if whatever age you are now, you're not you're never getting younger. You're only going to go older, and it's kind of being able to like not let those midlife prices happen, not let you know when you realize just just to kind of be you know expecting what's going to happen next and you know right now where we're at and, and having this glimpse as you have into you know older bats me like you know older people who've had these long illustrious lives and then i see them you know in in the dementia unit just you know kind of sitting there quality of life's great but it's just it, it i don't know I, if, if there's the biggest positive of this whole you know pandemic situation is appreciation is to remember like we like you know, you take for granted that food's going to always be in the stores. You take for granted that your lights are always going to turn on. You take for granted that the water is going to be clean. I mean, I know, and and I've tried to be mindful over the years, but I mean, like everyone else, you kind of just like, yeah, well, obviously I live in America. I'm going to have clean water. Well, look at Flint, Michigan. It's like, well, obviously, you know, this. I'm, I mean, I can get whatever I want. I can get any kind of meat, any kind of food, any kind I want. And then you go to the store and you're like, damn, like there's not that much there. Right. And so it's it's just just this crust, you know, and it's you know you 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 feel stuck, you know. I I know family members of mine that haven't been out of the house in months. I mean, I, we've been able to get out. I mean, I've had to work. I, I can't take off, you know. And we we have to be there. But that that mental toll is there. So it's one of those things where this this must have been like in the times of like the story of of Noah and the Ark, right? <laughs> you know, like. Right. It's, you know, and it's not, no one has to believe any of this. It's just looking at it as, you can look at it as just a parable, whatever you want to look at it as. But it's like, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbag and there's all these things that are going on. Um, You know, but we also forget, you know, yes, this is bad, but there's also karmic responses. I mean, how much life have we just, with the disregard for human life over the years, you know, just, oh, it doesn't matter. Boom, write them off. Boom, write them off. You know, where we've, you know, we really have to see that, like, if, if we don't have each other, if we don't have that connection, I mean, we, we're not getting out of this. But I, I think we will. It's just, there's a lot, there's there's just a lot of, of tar and, you know, just, just that black, you know, gunk to get off of humanity as a whole. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, um... It's like a coating right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like a thick film. It's like being wrapped in aluminum in an aluminum foil of negativity. Not even well, no, no, let me take that back. It's not next it's not necessarily negativity, it's uncertainty. Yeah, and you know, and then it's 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 peeling off that I, I agree with you. And, and and a lot of it's negativity, but a lot of it's like uh indoctrinated negativity. Because right. There's people, I mean, okay, we know there's other news sources out there. We, we, we've seen the internet. We can go look at pundits from both sides of the aisle and, and get and make our own sentient decision, right? But a lot of people in, in the older age groups cannot. They've been, they grow up watching Channel 5 all day, every day, all day, every day. Channel 9, CNN, all these. And, like, if you leave that TV station on right now, I mean, I don't care who you are. It's just like if you listen to positive affirmations, you're gonna be you're gonna have a more positive day. But if you listen to that, like you're gonna, there, there's no hope, <laughs> like there's none. Right. And so, it's like I hope I hope people can listen to you know thing you know things like that, like our podcast, like Good Morning Aurora, because 
but you're seeing that there is like every business in Aurora has all the right to go home, kick the dog, get mad at everybody and say, what was me? This is, this is out of my control. I don't care. I'm giving up. Right? Like that's justified. That is a justified response to this. To just give up, close up shop and say, you know what? Screw it. But look, look at what, you know, like for example, we will be interviewing and we are very close with and talk a lot on the show at Treadwell Coffee. Like he's not, he, he's tried to open and close and, and then now he's doing stuff with local cooks to make, you know, uh, you know, pork sandwiches, beef sandwiches to then donate some of that to, you know, veterans causes or have art, local artists come in and showcase their work, right. you know, and do that. And then you, you know, you talk to uh, the cotton seed exchange yesterday and, and what the, the, the platform she's trying to create for local artists. And then, um, uh, it was, I can't, I forgot their name for a sec, but from Northwestern medicine, like comes up with this 13 ways to help deal with anxiety that we all shared on our Facebook. Like, Oh yeah. Des. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Desiree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's huge. I mean, those are the things that you can see, like, especially for that older generation of who feel like, Oh man, I don't understand these millennials. I don't understand these kids. I don't understand technology. There's still people that know the old way that are able to adapt to the new way, but then keep those good old principles going forward and adapt them for the next generation that are going to be coming up. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, Okay, so before this happened, you and I were talking, uh, you and I were talking about, like, um, older folks who may not be, uh, who are kind of slipping between the cracks in a digital age, but I don't think that, like, yesterday I was talking to guys who, you know, they've, they may have slipped through the cracks in digital age, but they're with it because they know that everything's transitioning to that, but I think that Aurora, but that's the thing about this well, that's the thing about what we're doing and the conversation that we've had because, like, Aurora as a whole doesn't really have that problem. The issue is that the the groups that are slipping through the cracks are big. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like we need to help them. We know who we represent who are slipping through the cracks, but, like, I don't think that that's, that's, that's not out there very good. So that's why we're doing this podcast. I mean, we know that, but... But that's just one of those well, things. That's yeah, and that's the questions that get answered because you know the and and I know the leaders want the feedback. You know, we we you have I have we've been you know in close proximity with with some of these leaders and all of like I, I remember Michael Beggies. I was uh, listening to him speak one time and he was talking about the future of education at, over at IMSA and he's like, well, don't you think we should give the kids a, a voice? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to, I have to, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, go ahead, because I got a very important thing to talk about IMSA. Yeah, no, it's just simply the fact that, like, why, you know, I would, you and I would put our names to something like Good Morning Aurora or, or, or speak, you know, talk behind this, because there's still, there's still so much room to grow. I mean, that, that bridge across the river is not done, you know, once, I mean, and then now you, 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 you can't, we've had to cancel all of these you know, at River Edge Park. I mean, that River Edge is an unbelievable venue, you know, and it's an unbelievable venue. I mean, you're talking, you can do math. I, I said they should do a 420 fest there, you know, because, and, and like, have, like, you know, there's so many things that you could do to, like, create this new wave of renaissance. But, you know, it's it's just interesting to see the feedback. It's rare. 
right? It's rare. I mean, look at Chicago. Like, there's no moving like foot at all. She's like, this is what it is. New world order. Here we go. You know, like, this is it. You know, a a 420 fest at River Edge Park sounds very dope. I mean, it sounds very cool. It would be perfect. It draw a lot of attention. It draw a lot of folks. But the the mentality, however, I don't think is hip enough to allow 420 fest. To, not yet. You know what right. I'm saying? There's still a, it's right, still absolutely. that right, right, right. But but that is a good. It's just that it's it's available and it's and it could be a tape. You know, and then you could have you know the the you know and then as this progresses, you can have these social distancing like tastes. Like there's a taste of Chicago, the taste of Morrow's Park, like. You can set those up with space that it's just you, you create a social distancing type of, uh, you know, a type of thing. Eventually, you're going to have to go back to some sort of normal. And we just hope that no one's rushing. Right. Um, so here's, man, right, we've yeah. been, hold on now. <laughs> Yo, we've been chopping it up real good. This is a good chop this morning. But we, we are supposed to be talking about what our Friday selves are proud of that we declared on Monday. So I'll let you go ahead. What did um, what did your Monday self the decide yeah. that the Friday self wanted to be proud of? So you know, just to reiterate, you know, if someone's new to listening to this, um, I, about six weeks ago on the Bright Oaks of Aurora um, Instagram started to go live and started to say on Mondays, what are we going to do? What small change are we going to do on Monday that our Friday selves will be thankful? Right. Because it's hard to make major changes. People smoke cigarettes their whole life. They're unhealthy their whole life. They, they, they do things their whole life. It's hard to make changes. And I truly believe the, the different difficulty in making these changes is because it's like, oh, my God, how do I, I, I know I'm 50 pounds overweight. How am I going to lose 50 pounds? It seems insurmountable. So you start. So when you feel a change is insurmountable, that means the memory bank, the file in your mind for successes or, or achievements is very low so you have to build that up if you're gonna like build on a habit and then changing changing habit so when you start on monday and if it's like you know last week it was just like i pay more attention to my teeth i'm gonna brush my teeth an extra time a day like seems simple now this week was like okay i'm gonna keep the things i've been doing the last five that's my goal now it's i'm gonna do two things i'm going to find a place to get out and get some fresh air because i have to wear a mask all the time i'm going to find a time to get out and spend some time and then I'm and be a little more active and do some stretching. And then I'm going to try to put some things in order that I've been leaving go. I have some, some paperwork. I have some things that, that I needed to do. And I knew I couldn't get to it this week, but I'm like, I'm going to find a little bit of time during the week to set up what I'm going to do for Monday. So I think it's interesting in my own social experiment, not like, Hey, do this, do as I say, how do they do that these past five weeks, I haven't been able to like think ahead. I'm just like, I got to just do this one thing. Right now after six weeks, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to start to plan for my, the next thing that I'm going to, my next little victory that's going to start on Monday. And just from experience, having five weeks in my back pocket of small changes. Now that's a big, those are big changes that are staying and now setting me up for more multiple and feeling confident and more easy and starting the week starting to move quickly and starting to, you know, I'm starting to have more confidence in getting through when someone's not nice to me. I'm able to kind of move that aside because I know what my goals are and what I'm focused on. Right. Very well said. Very well said. Very well said. Um, for me, uh, 
when I instituted Friday, or excuse me, when I started Monday, that my Friday self will be proud of. You know, I actually just, um, I've I've always been a guy who writes things down. I'm a nerd like that. I write things down. Sometimes I carry a little pocket notebook. I write things down and check it off. But um, I, I think my Friday self is just proud of the the regiment that I've been instilling in myself a little bit more, um, you know, with a little bit more um, force. So let me give the audience an example. Like, since this whole work from home thing started, my routine, my actual routine is this. I work, and by work, you know the stuff I do. I actually, like, work and turn all kinds of stuff, you know. I, I work from the time I wake up until 5 o'clock p.m. And what I do is I wake up, I take a shower, and I get dressed. I put on, like, actual clothes, uh, jeans in the house with socks, like I'm actually dressed up. And I work until 5 o'clock p.m. And at 5 o'clock p.m., I take a shower, put on some more relaxing clothes, and then I work what I call at my own leisure and pace. What my Friday self is proud of is that as this show has developed, and this is the end of season one, we do 10 episodes. This is the end of season one. Season two starts next week on Monday. Shout out to us. But what I do is, um, what I did was I started instilling basic, small, attainable, and achievable goals for myself, for this show, and for us. And you and I have been talking about it all week. You know what I'm saying? Little text here, like, yo, let's try this. Little call here, like, oh, let's do, okay, let's do this. And uh, my Friday self is proud of the steps that we've made in this show. That's what I'm proud of. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, and it's, we don't, we don't put it at like a monetary value or that, any of that. But I mean, look at Joe, look at Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe Rogan just, you know, he started his podcast, you know, and just was like smoking we with people and, and getting them to open up and talk and now we just joined our platform on spotify right um you know we're there where that's that's the big idea that's that's what you know can it is will help because one one person working with that you know great idea or working with that confidence is stronger than a million who don't hey i got it to, i had to uh, i wanted to ask you too um well yeah. not not necessarily ask you but so i want to take this i want to take this moment right now to shout out you, um, because Wednesday let the audience let the audience know what's happening on Wednesday. What what's popping on Wednesday with you? What's what's? Yeah. So um, on Wednesday, uh, Curtis will get a, a well deserved break. He's been the brains and uh, I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I, I'm gonna be taking over on Wednesday, and we are going to we're gonna discuss some things. We might do a little ASMR. Word up. Um, which will be kind of fun and be a little relaxing session. And we're going to be talk, interviewing the owner of 12 Ball Coffee, Chet, who is, I'm telling you, is, you think you got things going on. This man's story, once we get into it, if you don't feel inspired, you know, and then to see the brick and mortar shop that he's keeping going and the people that he's, he's working, the things that he's doing, and, and what he did in the city of Aurora for his coffee shop that, you know, a lot of people might not know. They might just think, oh, cool, this is kind of a neat, you know, uh, trendy little coffee shop. But right. the story behind it, and, and you see, you know, what we talk about on Wednesday, like, I would not miss that. I would not want to miss that. That That's going to be, 
you're right. gonna feel better once you get done with that. <laughs> Word up. Yeah, Wednesday, okay, so to all you listeners out there, Wednesday next week is big time stuff. Trent Will Coffee will be on. Good morning, Aurora. But um you know what? And one of these days too, I'm gonna tell the listeners how I first I'm gonna tell the listeners how how uh Chad saved me. He did. He he okay. he really looked out he looked out for a brother, the veterans, all in one fell swoop. Like my first interaction with him. Like it's a it's a really good story. I might do that in a, we might do that in a special edition podcast. But yeah, shouts out to uh, to our brother um, Chad from Treadwell. The time is now eight fifty three a.m. So um, so here's the thing. Now check this out. Um, Wednesday is going to be the uh, your interview with Chad. And, you know, I've got some stuff that I'm thinking on to do on a Wednesday specially. And I was thinking about it and going through some of the because we've gotten a couple of uh, comments and things like that and uh, emails. um, And we'll go over those. But like I'm thinking about instilling a actual program on one of our days. So I kind of want to tease that to the audience a little bit. But I also want to throw it out there that if anybody has an idea. If anybody has something that's burning in their head or in their mind, uh, I encourage them to send an email to goodmorningauroraIL at gmail.com. GoodmorningauroraIL at gmail.com. Um, and I hope that people understand that this is a, this podcast, right? This is, you know, I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is the street NPR right here. Like you can, it is possible with us. Like you can, you you can get spoken about, talked about, or something like that. Shoutouts happen here randomly and with no preemption. So, good morning, Aurora IL. I'm thinking about something uh, to do with the community in regards to some of the engagement in just different ways. Um, but also, Sam, I want, yeah. Sam, you need a you need a nickname. What can yeah, man. I, I, what is big is Big Sal cool? Are you cool with that? Like I'm cool with Big Sal. Big Sal, Stevie J, whatever you want. Young Shakespeare. Whatever. I got that. You need bars, I'll start spitting. <laughs> Cause I was like, I was thinking about it too. Like, I'm making you know, I was um doing getting our stuff ready for after this when we post it when we post the uh episode and make it live, but I was like, what the hell am I supposed to call Sam? Like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do Sal, you know, Big Sal, something like that. Something something awesome. And then what um, you're a Spotify guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I've been now since growing up, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. I have Spotify, um, too. You know, the one thing about Spotify, when I was working, like, uh, in HR at one point in time in my life, like, Spotify used to irk me, kind of, because, like, I would set it to, like, Black Sabbath radio, and then it's playing, like, Depeche Mode. And Black Sabbath and Depeche Mode are two different, you know, like just because yeah. it does not sound the same. That used to piss me off so bad, you know, like, damn it. Right when you get your Ozzy fix going on and it's like Keith Richards or something. But that's cool. Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting because, like, you know, you see these like put, like these tech companies grow up. Like, look at Zoom. Like, did we even know what Zoom was six months ago? I did. Oh, I you know right. what? I did. I yeah. I gotta I gotta yeah. tell you. So um, the company yeah. that I'm talking about, where I used to work at, like yeah. I never I will 
I'll tell my my son about it and his grandkids one day, but I shit you not. The guy that I used to work for, who I can't stand now, um, he fired me. That was the greatest job I. That was that was the last time I ever worked for another human. Anyway, um, he he had a meeting and he was like, "We're gonna." He posted it out and he said, um, "We're gonna start using some of these programs. We'll see which is which and yada yada yada." And like. Zoom was one of them. There were a couple other. Trello was one, too, at that time. Yeah. They've been yeah. around for a minute. But Trello was cool because, like, I use Trello now a little bit. It's cumbersome, though. I yeah. kind of don't like it. But, but yeah, Zoom. Yeah, see, Zoom is a good example. Just keep shooting your shot. Your day may come. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I mean, that, that's it. You know, it's all your shot. You know, it's Straight. like, you know, there's, there's so many things, you know. Like, but that, that's it because that dream doesn't die. Like, if you have that in you, you have that. Right. That, that Elon, that Elon factor, I like to call now, that Musk factor, you know, where, where, you know, I think that is, you know, and, you know, that could be a whole other podcast to talk about Bill Gates, but, um, I, you know, I think a real visionary in our lifespan is this Elon Musk, you know, to just be like, you know what, I don't care what anybody says, like, we're going to, we're going to make giant leaps forward as, as, as you meant for humanity. And, you know, like it or leave it, it's just, you know, those are the thinking. I think that, you know, we as the elder millennials, as I like to call us, is, you know, is to be, is to look down to say like, look, listen, kid, like I get it, but you're still on your parents' insurance. Like relax. Right. Like, you know, let's, we want your input. We want it, but, but show respect to the elders. You're not us. I'm saying like people even older than us, like we can't move past these people. Like, oh, great. We have this thing. Cause I've, I've heard some really disgusting things you know from some people about this you know pandemic and the people that it's you know that it's affecting and i understand the toll that you know the the boomer generation is going to be on social security and like you know all this stuff but it's like too damn bad because those people trudged through these factory jobs and now sick for what they did to make sure we had you know that there were diapers made and that there was you know look at 3m all the chemicals and stuff a lot of people get sick from that and they paid into these systems so Every human life matters, no matter what. No right. matter. I'm sorry, like, and that that has always been my my stance. Is it's like, look, like we can figure out ways, but human life has to be regarded in this place. Right. Like, straight no, up. No matter what it is, no matter what, however way people spin it, like, it's, it's it's human life that that needs to be valued more than anything else. The time is now eight fifty nine. A.M. And we have literal, we have a little bit less than a minute. All right, so check this out. Sam, real quick, Sal, real quick, tell uh, what should the, uh, tell the folks something positive to take into the weekend with them. So every single morning that you wake up is the only day that's going to be, what's today, the 22nd? Second. Yep. There's never going to be another May 22nd um, in the world of 2020. There's never going to be another day like this. And it's easy to kind of get bogged down in the whole thing. But the thing is, is someone has to be the best human on the planet today. If there was a ranking system, somebody would be ranked number one. Right. Just like in sports, just like in, in music, just like whatever you choose to do, someone has to be number one. All if right. you can honestly answer the reason that you're not going to be number one, right, then rethink it. Because you could be the best that ever walked the planet. All right. And with that and our last 11 seconds left, we'd like to tell you, Peace from Good Morning Aurora. Be blessed. Stay safe. Check in with y'all next week.